0: Every single Thursday, we share beautifulnews.com story. Now, these, like I always say, are stories that are going to uplift and motivate. And they're just beautiful people doing beautiful things. And the guys at Beautiful News go out and they shoot these short films. And then they put them on the websites at 4.14 every day, I think. And then they share them. And then we get to share them as well. Now, normally, we'd be talking about someone who's doing something great in their community, human connection, uplifting, I don't know, like just being a good human being. But today we're talking to an incredibly good human being because we're talking about Beautiful News. And Talisa is Beautiful News' senior producer for Partnerships. And apparently, according to her colleague, she's an unstoppable force in helping to raise up a team of powerhouse young people, in particular women. Hi, Talisa. Welcome to Love Songs. This is exciting.
1: Hi! Thank you. What a beautiful welcome! Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Listen, I write That hey, Wutumelo actually sent that to me, and she said that you are an incredibly, it's like motivational, inspirational human being, and that we have to talk to
1: you. Oh, thank you so much! It's been such a journey, and to have been able to be part of it from day one, um, and what she described is basically a reflection of the stories I've had the opportunity to work with. So um, it's, it's purely a reflection of that and boy Tumelo, thank you also (laughs) for um, the young shout out and just kind of speaking so well of something that's so needed in society. Yeah.
0: Okay. So for someone who doesn't know what is beautiful news and how does it work?
1: Sure, so Beautiful News is a, a good news platform. Um, it started in 2016 and its main aim was to basically reframe the world. And when we say reframe the world, we are essentially giving people hope and we're giving them a reminder of the fact that there's still hope in society because hope actually keeps us going. And when we started in 2016, we didn't anticipate that the project would grow as big as it is today, but when we look back, it actually makes sense because hope is what keeps people going. And when we started in South Africa specifically, finding the stories was 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 quite beautiful because every corner of South Africa presented an individual who wanted more for their community and, and who also saw themselves as change makers. So that's essentially how it works. Um we interview everyday people um who are making a difference in their community. And um We've done stories from community um, conservation. We've done stories on um, community food projects. We've done stories on children building toy robots. So we've touched on a bit of everything, but the essence of it is that it's a reminder of humanity's potential. Mm
0: -hmm. So important. Now you guys do micro documentaries and you release a new one at 4.14 every day.
1: Why this time? (laughs) <laughs> so um four fourteen is the time that Nelson Mandela was released from prison, and the reason why we thought that this time was so powerful and effective is that with each within each of us um there is a spirit to be celebrated, and we kind of see the good moments in South Africa as historical moments that need to continue to be celebrated. So it's kind of about building this legacy and this movement of positivity. And 414 just happens to be a reminder of a moment that achieved that for everyone.
0: Okay, so you touched a little bit on, uh, initially when you were telling us about Beautiful News, about the importance of reframing and, and like changing the narrative, right? And if you are... On Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram at the moment, um, or you have one news channel that you subscribe to or two or three or four, whatever, you are inundated with so much negativity and so much turmoil. And if you look at it, I actually, to prepare for this interview, I, I curate my feeds Heavily. I don't (laughs) use, I only consume news that I look for. I actively seek it out. It doesn't just come to me. But looking at it yesterday afternoon while I was researching for this, I became very despondent about the country, about the world, about human beings, and about everything else in between. Now, you guys are looking to change this and change this narrative. Tell me a little bit about the how and the why and the why it's important.
1: So, I mean, you touched on it. Um, first of all, it's it's intensely draining um, to engage with um, negativity on a daily basis. Um, so we kind of began acknowledging that we do kind of need to be aware of reality. But at the same time, in order to continuously see ourselves as change makers and to kind of look forward to another day, we also need a good dose of the positivity because then it's it's a reminder that things are bad, but at the same time, people are really trying. And what this also does when you have a a movement of positivity is that it also brings communities together because then we tell we reframe one community and it changes people's mindsets um so that's the reason why we wanted to reframe is because sometimes when we see these negative stories we that that's the judgment that we have of south africa of communities or of a certain group of people
0: Now, Teresa, you guys are essentially, what you're doing is going up against mainstream media who control the narrative. And they want us to be divided. They want us to be fighting with each other. They want us to not like each other because that's a form of control. You guys are now fighting this massive corporate. How, like, where do you draw your strength? And at what point are you going to go, okay, no, like, we can't win this. It's enough. Or is there that point?
1: i mean it it can be challenging in the sense that um it doesn't stop um there's always going to be a breaking news story there's always going to be um something to divide us, but we found that um the network that we've built over time um like i, I wouldn't say that we're necessarily competing with negative news because um people are drawn to hope and um, when they see what we try and do with each of our stories we try and tell stories that resonate um, and we're quite aware of the things that divide us as a nation so What we try and do is remind people of what actually brings us together. And um, we've never kind of like seeked to compete, but rather seeked to unite. And um, even though you might see a story that you've never experienced that, but you relate to the feelings of love, of hope, of loss. And that, again, is a reminder of humanity. And yeah, that's basically who we are.
0: Working in the journalism space right because you you guys are your journals you you go out you produce these amazing content pieces, but there is this this belief that and i mean i 've heard it in, in our newsroom more than once if it bleeds, it leads so they want journalists in well I mean everyone wants the most sensationalistic clickbait story. you guys have gone the complete opposite way At at any point, did you wonder if it would work when you were starting out? Because, I mean, we're, we're led to believe that that is the right way. And that's how you get the clicks and the hits and whatever. But you guys have got over 1.6 million followers now. But in the beginning, were you a bit nervous about good news being too fluffy or like too good?
1: I think in the beginning, there is that kind of fear, but um, because you believe in the concept so strongly, you kind of like push on. And I think what kept us going was the fact that there were so many good stories, because that that is the one thing that quite a few people get saying is that good luck to releasing Mm -hmm. a a good story every day about South Africa, because there's so much that's going wrong in this country. And the moment somebody kind of puts up that challenge, I think... You kind of want to prove it wrong. Yeah. And luckily, South Africans were on our side and every province that we visited, because we've kind of touched on every single province, um, had an amazing story. And luckily, we were able to kind of um, prove that point wrong. Um, but as you said, there is that kind of battle um, of kind of working against that sensational news. But at the end of the day, um, people do need that break. And I think when they want that break, they probably return to beautiful news.
0: How do you find your stories? Because I also, I was one of those people that was like, I don't understand where all of these good things are coming from. Like, how do you find these people?
1: Sure. So it's a mix. Like The one thing I remember when we started is um, what we encouraged ourselves to do is to see a story everywhere so good stories are everywhere they um you could share a good story through a friend through social media we also do have um an email address where people can send their stories so you basically pitch your story to our editorial team and um, the editorial team will then interact with the individual based on our criteria um, and then another thing is we threw up the partnerships that we formed um, some of the partners tend to send us stories there's also amazing NGOs and organizations across South Africa um, who are dealing with child welfare, animal welfare, and they also tend to send quite a few stories. Um, yeah, so it kind of builds up from there.
0: I, you know, like often I'll, I'll get a story because Butamila always suggests some stories and then we choose the one that most fits that week on the show. And often there are so many and I don't know how to choose between them. So I can only imagine going through the emails of the good news. Your your whole outlook must be so different to everyone else's, just just being so saturated with goodness and and kindness and human connection and, you know, helping each other. It must be a really beautiful space to work at.
1: 100%, 100%. It's actually a privilege, and I felt it even more now, um, to be able to work with um, people who are waking up every day and committing themselves to something. And there's no way um, one can't be kind of – impacted by that and getting to speak to the people every day um, doing the interviews um, is just a reminder of um, the positivity and I kind of also selfishly um, get my own dose of positivity from it. Um, it's, it's super contagious and um, it rubs off on the team definitely.
0: 100 percent like you can feel it though I I think you know they always do those best companies to work for polls and then Google always wins and Facebook wins <laughs> I feel like beautiful news is definitely coming up into that space and I think people are going to be fighting to come and work for you I just imagine like lots of bean bags and like happiness in your offices
1: I don't know if that's crazy oh, no, it's crazy <laughs> it's like dogs and bean bags, and there was a pool table at some point but we kind of need that we need that um to kind of like remind ourselves that as much as there's we're facing a lot of challenges but we also need a good moment to laugh and to inject something good into the world so definitely
0: listen if beautiful news have dogs i'm in hey i'm
1: (laughs) uh, my cv that was uh, like
0: one carrot (laughs) That was it. That was it. All I need is a dog at the office and I'm in. I'll be there on weekends even. That's fine. (laughs) Dogs and positivity and (laughs) you got. I mean, we don't even need the positivity because the dogs bring that by themselves.
1: We're good. That's so true. That's so true. (laughs) Okay.
0: You guys have already done over 1,200 micro documentaries. You guys have had five. 100 million views i don't even know what that means and your platform is the fastest growing media page on Facebook in South Africa how does that all sound when i say that like what does that make you feel
1: it's it's actually truly unbelievable sometimes when i look at the number i'm just it's kind of like an out of body experience where you're like are those people all following beautiful news and is that the journey that the platform has kind of built up into because i remember when we started um it was just kind of um on the 1st of november um we released the first story and we we're like okay let's just see where this goes and now look back and it's it, it's insane it's insane do
0: you remember when you had like a hundred and then 500 and then a thousand and then that was like, Oh my gosh, you have a thousand. This is great. And all I want is 5,000. Like I just want 5,000
1: followers. Do you remember those? days? Well, 5,000 was a big deal. And we'd celebrate. We even did like a toast at some point. It was, it was a, it was a ma- massive deal. And, um, people really surprised us. It was actually insane at some point. Like I couldn't believe the fact that people were, were kind of moving towards the content so fast. Um, like the social media space is, is, is incredible um, in terms of how it kind of, people respond so instantly when they love something. Um, and that's kind of what we've seen. And like the benchmark just keeps changing. And I honestly don't know what's going to be happening next year because of what's happened over the four years. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask you about that. But firstly, I wanted to know how has the pandemic and the lockdown and this this world that we're living in now in 2020, how has it affected beautiful news? Has it
1: Um, it has, um, in two ways. So the one way that it's it's affected the brand is that, um, we realized that beautiful news is not just something that's just there. It it turned into a necessity and we realized that as a brand that's been around for about four years, we have a responsibility to people. And we started shifting towards more citizen journalism kind of content, um, that would, continuously add value to people's lives because people were spending more time online, And so they kind of needed a reminder of um, that beautiful news is still there for them, even in moments when they're feeling quite kind of overwhelmed. Um, so that was on the communication front. But then on the filming front, um, we also wanted to make sure that the people that we documented over the years um, didn't feel compromised from a safety perspective. So um, we were obviously not able to shoot anymore. And the reality of that was incredibly scary um, in the beginning. But what we've done now is that we're doing UGC content, um, which is basically encouraging people to um, share their videos, share their films with us. And we do all of our interviews via Zoom. And that started in about March, April, and the stories that we've been able to release are incredible. And we've also kind of reached the global audience as well. So it's, it's kind of a silver lining, which I imagine has been the case for many people where the pandemic is concerned.
0: No, for sure. I think, you know, and I think it was absolutely devastating to a lot of people, but I think that there are people that have really flourished and thrived, but then there's that kind of Survivor's guilt, right? You feel guilty because you were privileged enough to, to have weathered the storm. And I do think that it's time that we learn to celebrate all of the good things, not just when it suits the whole world, you know?
1: exactly and and I think that's that's one of the things that we also try and reflect um through beautiful news is that um well personally i'm I'm quite kind of conscious of the way that I celebrate positivity um, positivity doesn't mean that we're ignoring um the the issues that we go through, it means that we're shining a light on them, but taking a responsibility to reframe them. Um, So, for example, if we're tackling um, women's um, sexual rights, for example, um, that story could still live in beautiful news. And the positivity could be the fact that um, it's inclusive. um, We're giving a voice to stories that have previously kind of either been reflected in a way that wasn't true, or either didn't give space to that particular voice. So that's so, so true. So um, as long as people can kind of see beautiful news as a reframer, rather than, um, oh, my story is not positive, so they won't take it. um, it, It's just about seeing um, the positivity in a unique situation.
0: 100%. I love this. A reframer. There's a word. There's a word. Reframe.
1: (laughs) Word of the day.
0: We often talk about um, when you look at things and when you're feeling a certain way, shift perspective. This is exactly that, but for news. And I think it's so, it's, it's so possible. We've seen it in our own lives. This is very, very important. Okay. So Lisa, where do we get our daily beautiful news fix? Where do we follow you? Where do we find you? How do we get like involved in the conversation?
1: Amazing. So, uh, we currently on Facebook. Um, and then we also on Instagram, um, so on Facebook, it's www.beautifulnews.com. Um, oh, sorry, that's our website. Um, on Facebook, you just search beautiful news and then on Instagram, it's beautiful news S A. Um, we also do have LinkedIn, YouTube, um, as well as, um, a newsletter for people who want to s- subscribe via our website. So we continuously growing and what we've also done, um, which I mean, the pandemic has changed slightly. We also try and kind of position beautiful news in spaces where there would ordinarily be human traffic. So hopefully in the future, we can expand that to many places because the main goal is to just reach as many people as possible.
0: Talisa, thank you so much for your time. I'm sorry that my office dogs are now going mad, but this has been a really, really uplifting and like enlightening conversation and i am definitely going to continue getting my beautiful news fix and i hope to share many many more beautiful news stories with my listeners
1: God oh, thank you so much it was a wonderful thing like the i see why the dogs are kind of speaking to you uh <laughs> they follow you wherever you go so um hopefully with a bit of dogs and a bit of positivity um the journey for good like, beautiful news will be great for you